Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is your two favorite hosts, Lloyd and Brianna King, and welcome to our podcast, Life is One Big Project. Today's episode, we are talking about traumas and all the baggage it brings to a relationship. So, Brianna is going to be leading the questions of today because I did not prepare. Go ahead, Bri. You did not even have to say that. So... Of course, everyone comes with their baggage. Everyone comes with things that happened in their childhood or things that have happened in their family that have shaped them into the person that they have become. Check bags and (laughs) carry-ons. But the, what is it? You made me lose my thought. What the heck? But, you know, you can fall in love with the person and you can fall in love with that baggage, too, because that's a part of them. But then you can also not fall in love with it. Okay. You get what I'm trying to say? Uh, how could somebody fall in love with them? You know what? I asked my own question because I've seen people, like, in talk about like they enjoy being in like a toxic relationship yes that's what i'm saying and it's like that's weird fam and then it's like some some people get into relationships where they they like they connect with a person on such a deeper level and that other person brings out the authentic self that doesn't that's not attached to the baggage it's like the baggage is still there but they somehow like allow that person to shed all that baggage and mm-hmm. just show them true selves and then they fall in love with that part mm-hmm. but then it's like okay I fell in love with this part but damn that big ass bag behind you <laughs> I ain't in love with that yeah. and that can sometimes you know like ruin the relationship and just mess some stuff up but it also can be the thing that keeps the relationship going or the thing that keeps people holding on uh, for longer than they should because of their traumas and baggage that they have. Mm-hmm. And I I struggled with this thought for a while, like a long time. Is like you know people who have a really people who seem and come off as having like the perfect childhood and perfect good life, like they don't have any problems. I feel like now at a stage where I'm at. I feel like that's not accurate. I feel like at some point in everyone's life, something happened and it, it made them have a certain thought or a certain mannerism or create a certain belief within themselves that is like, I, I don't want to say contradicting, but it's like, it's something that is affect like that affected them mm-hmm. on a deeper level and you know someone may be like someone who struggled like severely would be like oh that ain't nothing but it's just like it goes back to the whole idea of like not comparing your struggle or yeah. not not saying like oh because you didn't go through this or you didn't go through something like you can never understand or you're perfect so how could you think that that was something you went through like kind of like that thing like a judgmental thing like that i I get what you're saying i say also even if they had like a air quote perfect life um 
to which nobody has a perfect life. But even like having a, a better than most life, that still can cause like baggage from happening. Because mm-hmm. uh, like I'll say like my childhood, of course, some people view my childhood as perfect. It's not. I've had my fair share of stuff happen. Uh, but at one point you thought you didn't think it was perfect yeah but, but i you... thought i thought mine was like you know top shelf liquor like i thought <laughs> i thought my stuff was top flight security and it wasn't until i like i told you like how i shared like stories from my childhood and things i went through with other people and they would legit question you okay yeah and they'd be like i feel okay that shit was Dude. deep and it's like because you get to a certain point where it's like mask like like you you had to naturally adapt to the situation and it created it it created you into being numb to it or not feeling it or just knowing okay like that's my situation that's my reality i guess this is life like this is what everybody deals with especially when you're a kid so then you just like okay well you know that's something that everybody goes through and then you get to school and you start sharing your stuff and they'd be like oh no yeah i knew like for me like the things i was going through like with my dad i knew other kids weren't experiencing that mm-hmm. but i thought like everybody got the same treatment that my mom gave me towards like it's not like my mom was like like a, like a bad mother or anything honestly she's one of the like better mothers i've seen of all like my friends mothers Oh yeah, way better than yours. If 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 my mom is like top quality tequila, your mom is Bud Light. Bud Light is I don't like even one know of the, if I could give her that. You can't even Bud Light is like the worst beer I ever had. Like I, I thought don't even Bud Light give her that. Because okay, as far as her parenting with my brother, Bud Light. As far as her parenting with me, worse than that whatever is the nasty some freaking uh the syrup liquor oh Jagermeister is the worst I hate that (laughs) (laughs) I hate Jagermeister all my heart I got drinking but like be fine her parenting relationship with me is is a fucking Jagermeister just sticks just sticks in your chest (laughs) (laughs) it's like a thick old syrup it don't or just like oil and water shall I just say that yeah cause they like even like back on the subject like my mom like i said like i like i always i view her as better than all my friends moms because i I experienced all their moms but it's like i lost my point i lost my point (laughs) i lost my point my my brain legit just went blank it's cool but i think it's really interesting that we we come from such opposite ends of the spectrum (laughs) as far as like trauma and things that have happened in our lives definitely i'll say some of the stuff i went through you went through some you know a few things that were like a tough pill to swallow yeah um and you know i we definitely do not like comparing struggles or uh what do you call it the struggle i call it i call it the the uh depression olympics depression yeah and where people's like oh uh you struggle like that oh you ain't struggle like this and it's like they always trying to compare yeah. their struggles against your struggle and it's like that's that's really unnecessary what you that's should be focusing yeah. on is are you healing from you good, that bro? struggle <laughs> what are you doing to change your situation what are you doing to change your uh to break generational cycles like 
that's that's how I view it. Yeah. But you know, I mean, yeah, people ain't ready for that conversation. No, because trust me, that stuff annoys the heck out. I mean, people participate in the Depression Olympics. Even like my mom does it. She does it. She doesn't do it with like the most extreme things, mm-hmm. but she does it with like, like for example, working. Because mm-hmm. like when I used to work in and out, waking up early in the morning, at like four o'clock in the morning, get to work at five. I remember one day I worked a ten to eleven hour shift, and it was like anybody who's ever worked eight hours know a ten to eleven hour shift. I would never. But it's like I worked a ten to eleven hour shift, and. I came home and I was tired and I was like, man, it was like my first time ever working that long of a shift. And my mom walked in and she was like, you okay? And I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm good. It's just like, I'm, I'm tired out from working. You know, I just worked 10 hours. And she was all like, that's it. I've worked 12. And I'm like, it's not a competition, yo. <laughs> like, like, first of all, working 12 hours, that sucks. And I know you work 12 hours because I grew up watching you work 12 hours. Right. I was like, man, that doesn't like, both a 10 and a 12 hour shift suck. Why you gotta see like which one is more suckier than the other? They both suck. Right. Yeah. But I definitely think um, just without going into too much detail because our stories can go on for hours and hours. Oh yeah. Um, but it definitely had a major effects on our relationship mm-hmm. even in like at the very beginnings yes um just my baggage with the church and my baggage that i was already going through with my mom you were kind of like thrown in the middle of that type of thing i was thrown um i would say my baggage i had a I have mommy issues i can't i don't have daddy issues because i don't know my daddy but you you definitely caught me at a phase where I was in my mommy issues as well as identity like I had a lot of identity issues of like figuring out who I am and who I want to be and just like being myself I wasn't being myself but like and I was explaining about a person falling in love with the authentic person because they brought that side out of them I would say that that was our relationship well I would say you didn't I wouldn't say that you fell in love with my baggage but you kind of tolerated it because you knew my authentic self and that's like what you fell in love with I I can't I don't want to speak for you but I like when the ultimatum happened and I know like we how long have we been dating like maybe a year it was like a year because I think it happened during our junior year no it happened during the summer between our sophomore and junior year did Mm -hmm. it I think that's when it happened. No, it was during when we were still in school. We were still in school. When we mm-hmm. were, I think it must have been when we were junior, so it probably was like um, a year into it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I know like like I how I am naturally when I want something, I don't care the challenge. I'll take on the challenge. Right. To which it was like I, I wanted to be with you still, mm-hmm. and it was like I wouldn't say like I was in love at the time, but I would say I, I cared m- more than enough to take on any challenge. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say that in love, I don't know. Uh, I highly, let, let me just put it out there, I highly regret giving you that ultimatum. I bet. But, you know, I was I, trying to... I kind of regret taking on that challenge, I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> like, I kind of... <laughs> only because it... Like, like you know the end result of it. It's kind of just like, what was the it, point? What was the point? But, but... Think, don't regret it because if you didn't if you have regret then that means you have regret about moving on moving on with me 
true, I, I guess so, yeah. So, do you have a girl moving on with me? I mean, since you bring it up. I mean, what nah, the hell? I don't. <laughs> nah, I, I, I don't. It was just... Uh, then I guess regrets the wrong word. Because it's not like... I, I view when somebody regrets something. Like, it's like when you think back on it, it gives you like a sad feeling, a sad memory. I don't look back on that time as being sad. I just look back on that as like a waste of my time. Mm-hmm. And that that's the correct way. Like, you wasted your time. I definitely... I wasted I wasted both of our time. Mm-hmm. At that point, I should have just left at that point. But, you know. Yeah. Being underage can't really make a decision like that. Because um, yeah. I'm sure she would have came and found me. Did I ever tell you about the time she slapped me? In front of uh, our, in front of our friends, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember. You didn't tell me, but they told me. They told me. It was like was it was it was a randomly brought up thing too. Like I, no, it wasn't random because we were talking about you. No, because they hadn't seen me since like they didn't see me since it happened. Yeah. Because I like we were out of school. We were oh, on okay. a break. Yeah. And then when we came back and they were, they were, I guess, you know, being whoever they were. I'm not really friends with them anymore, but um, not really. I'm not friends with them anymore. Yeah. Because, like, they, I, I remember when they told me we were talking about, we were talking about you mm-hmm. and your mom. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, that was, because when they told me, that's when I, like, actually met your mom and kind of saw her. That was after the whole football game incident where she just wow. went on a whole tirade. <laughs> And that's when they told me about that. And I was just like, for real? And I'm like, first of all, I thought my mom was crazy. My mom. She slapped slapped the shit out of me. Yeah. But all because, how you going, okay, just real quick, real quick, five minute, five minute uh, side side talk. How you going to tell me I disown you, you're not my child, make me sleep on the floor in the cold, this woman turned the AC on. That, that's you tell me she turned the AC. She turned the AC on. on. She turned the AC on. She didn't give me a blanket. I had to like oh use pillows and a rug. Thankfully, my aunt lived with us, so she came through and she like she would like sneak me stuff here and there. But you gonna disown me? Tell me I'm not your daughter. Tell me you want nothing to do with me. So then. And that happened the night before. So then I wake up in the morning. We don't have school the next day. I didn't tell her. Like, why would I tell you? Apparently, you're not my mom anymore. I'm not your child. You don't care about me. You don't care if I live or die. Well, okay, whatever. So I decided to go spend the day with uh, the friend. Yeah, your friend. And then she starts calling. She starts calling everybody. Lying and saying that I ran off and I ran away. Yeah. And then didn't say didn't she say like you ran off with some boy too? Yeah, it was this dumb dumb guy I was dating at the time. It that was that was a stupid relationship, but anyway, she said I ran off with this guy. Mind you, I'm just at a friend's house and trying to have a good time. After you literally just told me that I'm not your daughter anymore. You, I'm not this dogging me out, like saying bad things to me. I don't say dogging me out, but saying like saying all these hurtful things to me, making me sleep on the floor. But then, yeah, here you are calling all my friends and making them worried like something happened to me. So then I was at the friend's house and then she kept getting calls and calls and calls and calls. I'm like, what the heck? So then finally, because I didn't want to put my friends in jeopardy with their parents, I ha- I told them to go ahead and let her know that I was there. And then she showed up and then I was just like, whatever. So then I started walking out. I was like, oh, you care about me? And I didn't say that. I just started walking out to the car and then she just got out the car, walked up and slapped me. It's like, bro, 
And then you know what? She still says she disowned me. She don't care what happened to me. She don't care how I get to, you got to get to school your own way. You got to find your own food. You got to find your own this. You got to find your own that. And still made me sleep on the floor, but you didn't care. But then you're going to come and I finally let you know where I'm at and I'm in a safe place. And then you come and slap me like, bro. But I would definitely say like, just, that's just a, a third, not even a third. It's like a very Based. small fraction of everything that I went through. I was like, from all the stuff that I know, and I'm pretty sure there's other stuff you, you probably don't even remember yet, but probably will come up in the future. Yeah, I do. Back. I do. I do. I'm um, it's, that don't even, I don't even make, I don't, that don't even make up 25% no. of all the stuff. So just having all that baggage, I would definitely say it affected our relationship as far as like us being able to be with each other constantly in the beginnings mm-hmm. um us like it was like our cut our connection was strong though like although we didn't get to see each other that much i don't know how you felt but i felt like our connection was like real strong although we had the struggles that was going through mm-hmm. i would say my baggage with my mother and her her making a whole bunch of hiccups in our relationship in the beginning yeah um I feel like we, our connection, like, fought through that. Even though I had times where I kind of, like, was just, like, giving up. But. I would say, like, from my perspective, I didn't feel like there was a connection there. Only because, like, my own baggage, um, contrary to what, like, my mom believes. Well, she believes I was affected by it, but she doesn't believe it was much of an affection. But I was very affected by, like, what, what my dad did. Like... Uh, with him stealing the stuff from us, selling it for drugs and whatnot, um, constantly waking up and something was missing, and it was like never like a small item. It was always big things like all our TVs, um, game consoles, like stuff that we interacted with on a daily basis that cost a lot of money and cost my mom a lot of money to get gone. And it it put me in a place mentally where it was like I have to pretty much be prepared for something to be gone just something and like it made me feel like i can't grow attached to anything and of course like me being an adult i'm like okay that was made me feel that way about materialistic things like but like as a kid that mean i was that way about everything and everybody mm-hmm. like people items whatever mm-hmm. stuff outside the trees i was pretty much ma- navigating things of like that might not be there tomorrow so like I just wouldn't grow attached to anything, and that that's what led to me like not really showing emotion, mm-hmm. because like I wasn't attached to anything, like so, with like and I also applied to like girlfriends and whatnot. Like I never I ne- I didn't really feel attached to any of my girlfriends that I had in the past. Uh, you're the first one I ever felt like attached to, mm-hmm. and that didn't really happen until like I pretty much laid it all on the table and it told you all the things that was happening. With and so I didn't feel like a connection because I was just thinking in my head like this might not even last long at all to which it was not like I was pursuing like a goal to not have it last long mm-hmm. it's just that I was operating with the mindset of like this is not gonna last long to which like that but, could cause it to not last long honestly you know me I like to question everything mm-hmm. the point where you told me everything was before the ultimatum happened yeah so Obviously, you did feel that attachment. I, 
I felt like it was I felt like I could trust you with it because that that's just like granted even though I'm saying it on this podcast now that stuff I went through with my dad as a kid I only told that to a few select people mm-hmm. people that I felt like alright you're here to stay mm-hmm. or like people that I just felt like I had a lot of trust in um, to which I've misplaced that trust a couple times mm-hmm. um, to which like I told people who would later on throw it back in my face and now I'm no longer friends with those people no longer associate with them but it's like I felt like with you I was like I can trust you with this like I can tell you this um and I'll be fine thing was I wasn't I wasn't I did not expect myself to cry while talking about it like I didn't expect that but like I also took that sign the fact that I was crying while telling you about it which I never did with anybody I kind of felt like you were special at that point so I was like okay like I, I do want this to last as long as possible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, I would say that that part, that trauma that you experienced definitely affected us as far as, like, you expressing how you felt when you... Because you, you literally walked around just numb to everything. Yeah. And then at me. one point, you I would say it affected our relationship as far as, like, expressing our emotions. Well... A little bit because you because of you said that trust that you developed with me you felt I felt like you felt that I was a safe place for you so you were able to express those things but there were certain things where you may have been feeling a certain way that you would let someone else know but you wouldn't let me know and that kind of became we kind of had little conflicts here and there but it wasn't nothing like extreme extreme it was nothing extreme but I definitely like the way my mind works uh, especially when, like, in the teenage years, there were things that I viewed weren't important that actually should have been important to me, but I just didn't care that much about them. Let's talk about it real quick. You want to talk about the thing? Yes. <laughs> okay. This nigga. All right, so first off, no, before you tell yeah. before you tell the story, I was, like, 15 years old, okay? Dumb decisions, dumb things. Proceed. <laughs> this man boy I, I was a boy at the time don't you say this man because that makes him feel like I was grown telling it okay, I was a boy fine this way I was a boy I someone came up to me and was like uh no no someone it was no, you I you came and it. told me that you someone was asking you about I don't even know how to say the word <laughs> <laughs> his groin is that the can I say that word? I his so. groin length. Groin the length. the the length of his eggplant, let's say that. The length of my eggplant. The length of his eggplant. Somebody asked him that and he decided to tell them. Yeah. So then I was like, what the heck? Okay. You know, cause I'm I'm I've always been a open person. Like I'm not I wasn't like really like the jealous type. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so then tell me what the what your eggplant length is and, and I then denied this man it. denied me every time and he would I not refuse. tell me and he was like no no that's not part of it. and i'm like so you're dating me and you're not gonna tell me the li-. and it's not even that i really care to know but it's like you're dating me and you're you know not gonna what? tell me the day but but you're gonna tell some other girl who you, you know you know i don't what? even know, you know the what? length of your eggplant you know what i have no explanation for that okay <laughs> but thinking thinking back on it a little bit i think what it was is that i was probably 
embarrassed to tell you because I didn't I felt like I didn't really feel comfortable telling you mm-hmm. but it was only because like I didn't want to tell you and then get like a negative reaction because I'm in a relationship with you that person I intended to not have any relationship with them like at all I didn't want I didn't, I didn't want anything beyond like the I call them bottom rung friend to where it's like we're not really I'm not calling you a friend based off of like trust or like you know like you have my back I'm calling you a friend because of a mutual acquaintance yeah. so like the friend of the, like, the friend of my friend is my friend kind of thing mm-hmm. like that's how I view it was even though she wasn't the friend of my friend she was the boyfriend of the friend of my friend we in society girlfriend, in so- girlfriend of a friend of my friend not boyfriend in society though we really need to teach our kids uh the labels of relationships not everybody's your friend yeah there's acquaintances there's people you just know because you know someone else or so by you know them by association uh mm-hmm. there needs to be like more definition of, of what the relationship actually is and it's not oh that's my friend that's my friend that's yeah. my friend like no that's an old that's an old uh person you used to work with that's a person you went to school with. That's the person that used to bully you. That's the person that this. That's the person that that. Like, define the relationship for what it was. Don't just be calling everybody your friend. Yeah. You know, little little side. Yeah. I so, yeah, so I'm, I am I am assuming that's what I was feeling at the time. I don't know. That was, like, almost no. 10 years ago. <laughs> that was so, not ago. So, like, but I, that, did, I that made me hot. I was I don't mad. remember I think, I don't even know why how. I chose to do that. Because, look... Me being an adult now, I wouldn't have told anybody. <laughs> like, right. I wouldn't have said a word to anybody about it. Cause like, it's like, that's your, personal. Ain't none of your damn business, man. Yeah. It's like, but, ain't, ain't no reason why you need to know the kind of Jimmy John I'm working with here, okay? <laughs> you need to back up. In fact, I might call the police on you because that's sexual assault. Oh, my god. Sexual harassment. <laughs> yeah. So, it's just like... I don't even remember the point. I just had to, I just had to tell... Had to tell that part because I will never forget that. And you didn't tell me the length of your ain't playing. Ridiculous. So, So, go ahead. I know we were talking about, like, baggage. About, like, like how it affected our emotions and whatnot. Okay, yeah. Like, your situation um, of, like, feeling, like, no attachment and stuff like that. Yeah, like, being numb to, like, every little thing. To which... Um, to which I, I view it as being numb to things is not bad but when you go out of control with it like I did and was being numb to everything mm-hmm. like, that that's where it gets bad because right. then you, you gotta but, show some symbols of human, humanity but the part where that where that trauma came clutch was when I was going through situations with my family and the whole situations with my mom yeah. and you you legit was teaching me like how to be numb and I'm I, I wouldn't say I'm an emotional person I'm say I'm very expressive and it's like like my let's say I'm I'm pretty chill like when people meet me I'm pretty chill person but like if you cross me or like I'm like a silent killer I feel like what do you think this time I feel like depending on the degree of what the person did you're silent with it because I would say a lot of like when I would make you mad even now when I would make you mad you don't tell me when you're mad but I kind of I kind of have to like I like even before I had to like look and had to like pick up on the situation to realize you were upset 
okay yeah that but that okay i was thinking about something else that part that part that part comes in where i have a problem expressing expressing myself and not wanting to bother you with what's going on with me mm-hmm. and then i also have another aspect to where i strongly 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 believe that words have power and you know i still but i'm i'm not a saint when it comes to saying things but especially when it comes to arguments and I know like everything that's happened between my family and all the arguments, all the things that I've said that shouldn't have been said. I do not like to speak when I'm angry to a person that I truly, truly care about. I do not want something that I regret to come out because you can't ever take that back. No matter if you forgive me or we move on, which of course would happen, but I strongly don't like that. Like, I don't want to get into a heated conversation where I start saying things that I know I don't mean or saying things out of anger because, like, I feel like that's a dishonor to you, but it's also a dishonor to my own self. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'd rather go within, figure out what's going on with me, and then come to you. But in the beginning, that's where we're at now. In the beginning, it was like, I always had to internalize everything. I had no one to get it out to. So I was kind of still learning how to, okay, I need to, I need to communicate with you so that you know what's going on with me. And I wasn't used to that. No, whenever something happened, I had to go within and figure it out within myself. But that person, other person never cared to really truly hear what I was thinking or how I was feeling. Mm. So, you know, developing, like having that with you kind of, made me have to change uh like how i did things or like if i'm upset i'm not gonna really tell you because you know who like not saying that you would you don't care but but that was just the association that i had that was the trauma that i had with that but it was like it it wasn't like you could hide it from me because i i I easily i easily picked it up but my facial expressions is real i've been been realizing that yeah like it was it was very easy to tell when like you were bothered by something yeah and like i could easily tell because i was just like i know what you look at when you're when you're happy mm-hmm. this isn't a happy look it's not a neutral look either but like even just like you said with like so i actually have a question so was 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 the issue with expressing just because nobody cared to listen to you or was it like a fear that people would use it against you no one listened to me okay i got all every a lot of pretty much my whole child a lot of things i did if if i did something and it and they felt a type of way about it they always threw it back up in my face so i was kind of already used to that you know I, I was of course traumatized by it but the main thing was but like with i'm talking about like expressing your emotions that's what i was about to say okay. the main thing was when things would happen and i felt a certain way about it like it made me angry it made me sad or it put me in a certain place i never had an outlet to go to to let the, all that out mm-hmm. and the person that would cause that that emotion or cause that rift within me they didn't care about the rift that i felt they just they just only cared about getting what they wanted out and it was like okay that's it yeah and that the main person was my mother that did that to me yeah so it was like okay my feelings my emotions don't matter and then i don't have a person to talk to uh, about these things or 
explain these things and them help me understand I didn't I didn't have that so that's that's what I think that's the part that made me a killer because I was silent and I I would just take hits take hits take hits and just uh internalize everything and then eventually something even even if it was something small but it, it it just had to be a different person like if it wasn't family or if it wasn't something that someone I cared about that I wasn't just taking a hit for and it was just somebody random or somebody else like got beside themselves and came at me all that the the what is it a treasure box was Pandora's it? box Pandora all of it came out and that person got the business every time so it I lost the point I, I get what you're saying but I actually wanted to um wanted to say something here mm-hmm. so like so it was never like so you never had like the issue of somebody throwing your emotion back in your face that you bring up to them it was just always they just didn't want to listen and was just try to take it no I, that's what i said i had that oh you they, so they would they always do like but okay. i was used to that okay because i was, I was like that's that's what i was trying to like clarify in my head because that's very similar to like my issues with um expressing my emotions initially mm-hmm. to where like now i still struggle with them expressing them but it's like i'm getting better and better each day mm-hmm. but it's like because growing up i was like i told like i told you before like growing up i was the sensitive kid like I, I cried a lot i was very emotional and i was very expressive but like so as any as as i won't say all men because i don't know all men but i'll say most men most men out there know the issue with expressing their emotions and expressing their vulnerabilities. It always it always gets used against us, and like that's how it was for me. Like it was used. My emotions were always used against me and thrown back in my face by my own siblings, uh, by the people in the neighborhood, uh, at school. So like, uh, fortunately for me, and it didn't happen with like girlfriends. Fortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was like always everywhere else it happened so it's like I'll that's why I like I didn't want to share my emotions and it really made me shut down sharing my emotions when I expressed like the thing with my dad to a friend to a friend a person I considered a close friend uh, and they threw it back in my face and so I was like I no and it's like and that that's like usually the problem like pretty much men have to deal with is that we we can't really express ourselves and share feelings because it gets weaponized against us each and every single time yeah. and that's how it was with me like even though like again contrary to my mom's belief uh, as much as she thinks that I didn't really deal with trauma or any issues really um, a lot of things happened that she didn't get to see mm-hmm. whether it happened in the house or outside there's things she didn't see and that's one of the things is that my emotions were constantly being thrown back in my face. To where like even like when my siblings would purposely provoke me to have an outburst. And it's like I would like cry, yell, try to fight them, and they would just laugh, make fun of me. And then in situations where like everything's calmed down, they would again like throw it back in my face, poke fun at me again with how I reacted previously to them doing it. 
and like and it's like that's where it's like I, I can't show emotion to y'all to which like why well, I don't show emotion to my siblings today mm-hmm. and even like I don't show emotions to my mom because I was always told boys can't cry so mm-hmm. I, I have my own thing with that but it's like then I stopped showing emotion to friends because people that I thought were my friends like from people that lived in my neighborhood like I thought they were friends because we hung out every day we did the same activities and they knew my parents, I knew their parents, we always went over, you know, all stuff you, a, a kid would assume you are their friend. Mm-hmm. And they would throw my emotions back in my face. Granted, I would never flip out on them mm-hmm. and try to do the same thing that I did my siblings with them. But it was like, they would like make fun of the fact that I would cry. They would make fun of the fact that I was very open and vulnerable with things. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it just shut the whole thing down for me to where like I couldn't really share that with anybody. To the point where, like, I didn't share with past girlfriends my emotions. Um, do you were really the first one I really started sharing emotions with? I'm a real one. <laughs> so again, you were the first one I started sharing emotions with, <laughs> and, was, and you didn't throw it back in my face. So that was dope for for me. But it's like it still made me again. Like I had trust issues. Cause I still was working with the mindset of like you gonna you probably gonna be gone tomorrow, mm-hmm. so I was like I always kept like limited of what I would share, mm-hmm. and so yeah, so like I know like I that th- really. I think that was also too, what made me because I'm a social worker, so I like digging for those things, mm-hmm. and I think too that's kind of what attracted me to you because like you came out very mysterious and like like clothes and I just always wanted to like once you let me in I just always wanted to know more and more and more so that's why he get he I know I get on his nerves but I like not every day I don't do it I, I used to do it every day but for I like to ask him what's going on in your mind like like always check in with him make sure he's good mentally like what's going on uh how are you feeling uh because you know we we go I, we've gotten to a pretty good point in our life from where we were uh, but you know that doesn't change that doesn't it changes your emotions but, but it can also put you in different places yeah. so that's why I feel like you constantly have to check in and constantly like can't be like just ignore like oh everything's good so then your emotions fine it's like mental health is a real thing and like checking in is is very very necessary and I know you may get annoyed but I'm, I will never stop doing that Okay, so I I'm not annoyed with, with how you do it now, but like I know you but used to be. before I used to get annoyed because like my as as much as like how things that go on in my daily life and like of course I, I share those things with you, it was getting annoying because it was like, what do you want me to say? Like I already told you, mm-hmm. so I always resort to like the nothing's in my mind because it's like I was thinking like, do you want something new? But, like, I should have expressed, like, do you want something new? Because it's nothing but the same stuff each time. Right. But I think, and then where my miscommunication was, was I was wanting you to go deeper. Because I always, I always kept sensing that block. There was a block that you, you had. And it's not, I don't think you, you purposely put it up. Mm -hmm. But it was put up because of all your trauma and everything that happened to you. And I, I seen that wall, but and I kept trying to break it, but I didn't know how. So that was just in that moment. That was my way. Okay, like maybe I can if I keep doing this this way continuously, mm-hmm. like constantly, like kind of like 
training you yeah, uh, yeah that you would get the point you're, you're training me you, you were training me to hit a wall i didn't know was there yeah like, so. um, you know i feel like we we more recently hit a breakthrough with that um it's like not i'm more i'm more aware of like what i hold back now mm-hmm. to where it's like like i'm now now i'm like working on ways to where like i express myself more because like i I know how annoying it is when like somebody's frustrated and you can tell they're frustrated mm-hmm. and you're trying to ask them like what's wrong and they won't tell you mm-hmm. and it's like that, that's annoying to deal with because that's why I dealt with you because like I, like I know you're mad mm-hmm. you're probably mad at me but what's wrong and you'd be like nothing I'm like now nah, don't lie to me yeah so I, I'm better but I'm still working on it right. but it's like now we get to the point where okay like yes i'm upset but brianna you have to communicate that you need time you have to communicate to let let allow yourself to collect your thoughts before you come back and have this conversation and it's like so i know you you used to get to the point where you just like just do it like you always just and i feel like this was a trauma thing like just tell me off just cuss me out just tell me like because because you because i know how you feel but it's like but no, like that may benefit you, but that's gonna crush me inside, and that I'm always gonna have. That's gonna ca- cause more more trauma for me, and that's not what I want. Yeah. So it's just finding finding that, that middle ground. I should that, say that could be a trauma response for me. That uh, I want you to just yes. like just tell me all right, because like funny, because I didn't think about it that it might have been a trauma thing until like uh, your aunt's boyfriend was telling us about. Uh, some of the kids he be coaching he be trying to tell them nicely to do something and they constantly fight back fight back to the point where he be like just do it and just like freak out on them and then they just go do it mm-hmm. cause like that's what they, and he was like that cause that's what they, they know yeah. that's what they used to and it's like into which of course first I want I want to like define like cause for some reason I want to say for some reason it's just that a lot of people don't understand like trauma doesn't need to be something extreme Right. Like you don't it need. It can be the littlest thing. You don't need to be thrown out of a car on a speeding highway to, for something to be traumatic. Right. Like it could be traumatic just by your parent ignoring you. Right. Because like um, I remember like I was watching that uh, the Last Dance documentary with Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, mm-hmm. and he was talking about him and his dad, and he said it was it was traumatic just for his dad to tell him like his like his dad would be trying to fix something, and he'll ask him for like oh pass me the five eighths wrench. And it was like, pass me something like five eights. And he would bring him a hammer instead of a wrench. And he'd be like, boy, go back in the house. You ain't going to be nothing. Ooh. So it was just like, so, like, a good amount of people look at that and be all like, whatever. Like, whatever. That's all. He just told you to go inside. Like, but it's no. like, and he even said himself, he was like, that's traumatic. Like, yeah. that was traumatic for me. Yeah. And it's like, even like, when I've had discussions with my mom trying to explain to her, like, all the like the constant yelling that you did for for me and my siblings. I, I can't speak for my siblings of what they were dealing with because I'm not in their heads. But like for me, all that constant yelling was dramatic mm-hmm. because it made me scared of you. Yeah. Like I was legit scared. Mm-hmm. And like even to the point where like my dad would yell at me and I would feel nothing. Mm-hmm. And like I even told my dad to his face that I'm more afraid of my mom than you. Mm-hmm. And switch I I. I I say I don't live with regrets, really. I really don't. But that's something I should have not said to my dad because 
I saw the hurt in his eyes when I said that. When I said that to him, like I legit saw the hurt in his eyes. So that, that's something I apologize but, to him later on for that. Because, but that's that. No, I ain't gonna say it because your dad is a special case. That is a special. Because I like why I would rather my child not see me as scary. Yeah, but it uh, was. But that's a whole societal thing of your child should fear you. Your child should. Yeah, this, but it was the fact that, yes. of like it, it. It wasn't. I don't think it was the fact of like me. I should fear him, but I think it was the fact of like um, you don't view me as an authority figure. Cause it was I like guess. he would he would he would try to tell me or get on me about something, and I would just brush off like whatever, each and every time. So like I feel like that was probably from there. But like I saw hurt in his eyes when I said that. But anyways, but back back to my main thing about before I went off on a whole trauma could be anything sort of thing. But that could be a trauma response because my mom always constantly she didn't constantly yell, <laughs> but like I grew up whenever I, I I used to like know the exact time my mom would be home on exact which days mm-hmm. and I would be ready and prepared to be yelled at wow. like each and every time I would be ready and prepared mm-hmm. like cause like I, I expected my mom to come in and just yell yeah. and I don't know maybe, I don't know if my siblings could attest to that feeling of that I don't know um, cause my sister's very expressive but she don't know how to express herself but she's very expressive uh, my brothers don't express themselves at all, so I don't know. But like, I know for me, um, just coming in and expecting her to yell, like that's kind of it's kind of messed up to come in and expect your parent to be angry, come in and expect her to be mad yeah. and yell. Yeah. And like that, and then but things like when she would yell, I it was always because chores weren't done or something was going on. But like it was always I had to do something. Right. And I didn't do it either to her specifications or I didn't do it when she told me to do it. Mm-hmm. So I got yelled at. And so I would do it because in response to her yelling at me, to which, like, granted, that that's a great trait to have for sports. If you got a coach that yells, like, because when he yells, like, it's, it's supposed to, like, amp you up. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that helped me when I was an athlete. My coach would yell at the top of his lungs and amp us up, get us, like, ready to go. Mm-hmm. And... But yeah, that could just be one big trauma response. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I would say it definitely brought a lot. Our traumas definitely brought a lot of uh, obstacles into our relationship, especially in the beginning. Um, but as we're getting older, I, I do really feel like the generation that we are in I don't identify as millennial. I don't identify as what X, Z, Z whatever Z. it is. I don't identify with either. I truly feel like our generation is special because we we grew up in this time frame type of thing, but we have such a different mindset and a different approach. And I really feel like we are the people who are born to break the cycles yeah. that our family went through. Yeah, because. I would say I definitely, I definitely believe that too as well. Like I feel like, like the, the '95 to like '97, '98 range. Mm-hmm. I feel like we we we're just a different breed. Yeah. And it's only because like even my brother said it himself. Cause my brother he's a millennial. He's like in his 30s, and he even said it himself. He was like, nah. He was like, he was like something different about y'all. Mm-hmm. 
He was like, because he's like, y'all, the way y'all think and y'all do things is different from like the newer generation. It's, it's different from the generation he's from. It's like, it's something about that collective of people. Right. It's like, we have, uh, what's the word? What's the word? We have like the wits and the adaptability and everything, but then we also question everything. And it's like, why is this happening? Why did you follow that blindly? Why Why is this being done? Why is that being done? Why is yeah. that being done? And I feel like the, the way society was brought up and how we were brought up was very like, you really believe that? <laughs> yeah. You really followed that? You really thought that was true? You really set your, your basis in that? And not to discredit them, you know, because people have their own uh, path and their own struggles and the own things that they understand and they go through yeah. and that's the capacity that they can handle at the point that they were at in their life and they're just doing it the best that they know how but it definitely is like I mean I, I say question everything question everything question everything question everything mm-hmm. and just like gain your own understanding okay? gain your own understanding of things but as far as like relationship, take the time to focus on yourself. Yes, be you can be in a relationship. Yes, you can be in love. Yes, you yeah. know, you can feel like that person is your person and you guys are meant to be. But you need to do your own work. Yeah. You need to sift through all your trauma. You need to sift through all the, the baggage and all the things that you do in response to certain things because if you do that, that's gonna make your relationship even better. Yeah. And if you're with a person who's not willing to do that, you need to leave them alone. Yeah. Because that's gonna just you're you're gonna your relationship is gonna stay stagnant. And relationships are meant to constantly they call I uh they call it a, there's a card a tarot card it's called death and rebirth. And I felt like at the point where I where it's like you your relationship needs to go through a certain phase. And then that phase needs to die and it needs to rebirth into something else. And the only way it can, not the only way, but one of the ways that you can do that is working on yourself, working on the things that trigger you, working on the things that cause you to react a certain way or do things in a bad way, or even do things like being passive. There's so many, there's, it's it's not even, it's, it's not even, there's so many things that, uh, can have traumatized you or can have happened to you. But you need to work on those things so that you can be your more authentic self and you can show up for that person in an even better way. Mm-hmm. And if you guys both do that together, that's that's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. I, your relationship will definitely uh, be last long. It will definitely like be everlasting because you'll constantly keep going through phases, um, that phase dying, and then you're rebirthing a new phase. And it just, the connection just becoming deeper and deeper and deeper. And I feel like just, like, just recently, we we just had, like, a death of a phase. And we're kind of, like, rebirthing into a new phase of our, especially, like, being in a marriage. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're at that point now, too, um, where we're doing things a little different. We're we're recognizing a little more. um, We're more so uh, working on our own self-love. And, and then, and, and as we enhance our own self-love, that enhances our love for each other type thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you want to touch on what you feel like are 
any last points or anything yeah, yeah one thing i want to say is that yeah because I, I see too many people get into relationships uh having babies and whatnot and they themselves ain't put together like way too many like especially in my own family like that and it's just, it I won't say it annoys me, but it's like it just makes me, it makes me wonder like why did you pursue this relationship and you got these problems? A lot of times they don't even realize they have problems, mm-hmm. but it's like it's like I don't view pursuing and being in a relationship worth it if you yourself aren't collected, that like you yourself aren't nice. like together. Um, like even like in our in our relationship, honestly, like if I was like 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 we parent a child who goes into the same situation that we did like in high school um and they get into a relationship with them and they want to be with them for like years to come and whatnot i wouldn't really encourage them stick to, to stick with that person because i'll just be like you gotta make sure you cool like make sure you're good granted like they'll be in high school so they probably won't really they'll still be kids in a way so they still won't fully get you it you don't know because i i was at a point like I'm starting to realize, like, as I get deep more, deep, gain deeper knowledge into spirituality, I truly feel like I kind of manifested you and, like, you coming into my life because I was like, I literally went to God and I was like, God, I'm done. I don't want to date anybody else. And, like, imagine a, a, what, still, a 15 a 14 year old. It makes me laugh when you say that because it's like you were 14, 15. And you tell me, I don't want to date no more. And it's like, you sound like a grown woman, man. Calm down. <laughs> but no, truly, my mindset was beyond the my years of age. It really was. Yeah. And my situation caused me to be that way. But I was just like, I'm done. I, I want to find my person that I'm going to stay with and be with. And that's what everything I want to have my first way. I want to have first this, first that, first this, first that. And that's the person. And I need you to bring me that person. And I want to meet them here in high school. And I want us to grow together. And that, like point blank period, and that li- that's literally what happened. Like what the the next, uh within like a year and a half from that point of when I told God that. Yeah. So yeah, there's like just so just I just be like people just need to really just work on themselves and get therapy, man. Because a lot a lot of oh us are gosh, walking yes. out here a lot of us are walking out here with problems and don't even realize that we have problems. Right. Like like I, I didn't realize I was I had issues. Um that like I had issues internally until like I had like a mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. Like in college and had a was having panic attacks, was going to depression, had like major bouts of anxiety like I didn't realize I was having issues until that happened yeah and I was confused on why it was happening right and it was like and then I spoke to like our friend who was suffering from virtually the same exact things Mm -hmm. and she was like yeah she was like man you might be going through something mentally and I was like I spoke to counselors at the school and they pretty much confirmed it for me like yeah like you like you're they didn't like diagnose me but it's like they were just like, yeah, like you, you might be going through like depression. Yeah, they can't diagnose. They, like, they couldn't diagnose, doctors. but they were just like, you might. They they were suggesting like go see a therapist, and I never did. But they were still like, still haven't. Still haven't. Uh, but they were like, you might be going through depression. It was mm-hmm. like you obviously. It was like you obviously have an anxiety, and what you and what I was describing to them the moments I was having, they were like, that sounds like panic attacks. So yeah, people go get therapy, man. Go yeah. get it. Speaking for somebody who has not gotten therapy. 
yet. Yes. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm making plans. I'm making plans. Yeah, okay. I'm just broke. Leave me alone. Uh, yeah, for sure. When we do have kids, that I'm, I definitely am going to put my kids in therapy. Even if, even if yeah. it seems like they have a good life, you it's, never, any, you never know. Cause any, like you, we said, any little thing can trigger somebody, yeah. and you don't want them to be messed up from and that. And there's things that happen to them that, as a parent, you don't see. Right. Because like even like with my mom, like she believes like I didn't really go through anything. To which, like I said, I don't really view what I what I went through to be all that bad even though for other people they're like no that's bad mm-hmm. but it's it's like there's things that happen that she didn't see so it wouldn't make sense to her when i explained to her like when i told her i, ha- I have social anxiety at least like i have like feelings where i feel like i have social anxiety and she was just like nah you just ain't got confidence and i'm like i'm legit scared to ask people a question <laughs> i was like I, I was like i don't have confidence like i'm legit scared to ask people questions yeah but it's like, kind of like that that disowning the feeling yeah you're i'm telling you how i feel but like, you're gonna you're gonna sit here and tell me how i really feel i hate that that's a pet peeve so just, yeah, just, yeah, so just get, somebody tells me how i feel so yeah get therapy people shouldn't be out here in relationships when you yourself aren't together and collected granted i don't think people can really reach like a level of perfection in themselves but like at least no. get it to a point where you're like you're manageable yeah to where like you ain't you're, gonna have you know you know yourself yeah you know yourself, you know yourself more than anyone else it won't be detrimental to your relationships right yeah. and if you're if you in a relationship and you want it to last long or you're already in a long-term relationship and things may not be going right check looking look within look within and encourage your partner to look within and healing within will take you to a whole new height of places definitely for sure but that concludes any any last closing remarks i think that was that was my last closing that was my last closing remark too (laughs) all right so that concludes this episode kind of went on longer than i was anticipating but yeah that closes this out uh, you guys have a nice one. Have a good time. Good night. Uh, enjoy your life. Enjoy your oh, days. Oh, oh, do quick mind. Sorry for uh, not uploading the week. It was your birthday, and we've been having like a little break and stuff, and we're about to be in the process of moving and stuff. So, uh, sorry for the long break. <laughs> the um, long lapse in time. I'm just lazy. We will try to be uh, more consistent. She's busy. I'm just lazy. All right, so <laughs> we're both busy. All right. right, you guys have a good one. We'll see you on episode next episode. Hopefully next week. Hopefully we'll try. All right, you have a good one. See ya.